Hey, this is Tony Boss Bowling coming to you from the Lincoln Attic Podcast. Hey, hey, it's ODB, the Lincoln Addict, hitting you with another episode, episode 31 of Lincoln Attic Podcast. If you're new to the channel or the show, rather, uh, please consider subscribing. It's free when you follow or subscribe, depending on how you're listening. You'll be notified through an in-app notification when we post new content. So, I'm getting in the rhythm of the goal really is to do two a month, uh, bi-weekly, and um, this one is coming kind of on the heels of the last episode 30 with Larry High Bloom, and I've got the other one, uh, the next episode already in the can, so to speak, so that will be coming in two weeks, so more to come on that, but again, please subscribe. And don't forget to check us out on YouTube where I post a lot of content. I'm going to continue ramping up there as well, covering a lot of things and details about these cars that that I love, of course, talking about. So uh, check us out there. On this episode, uh, we've got a jam-packed agenda, which I want to talk about in a minute. I want to thank a couple of our sponsors. So shout out to Devious Customs. Many of you are kind of new to Lincoln's or maybe you're looking at purchasing one. I've had a few people say, hey, I love the show. Eventually, I want to get one of these cars. DeviousCustoms.com, arguably one of the go-to spots on the internet for parts for these cars in terms of kind of modding, resto modding, even some things for purists that may uh, tickle their fancy, so to speak, Uh, meaning that if you've got some window switches that are maybe a little ragged and they can't be rebuilt, Jeff and team have produced a lot of different parts that uh, will make it easy to either restore or resto mod your 60s Lincoln Continental. It's not just air suspension stuff that he sells. He's got different things for dashes, speaker setups, door panels, uh, you name it. He's really kind of getting into all aspects of the 60s Lincoln. So DeviousCustoms.com, he is also on Facebook and Instagram. He also had a YouTube, or excuse me, an Amazon uh, show for a short period, so you can check out those episodes if you have access to Amazon Prime. I want to also thank Colorado Custom Wheels. As you guys know, uh, I'm a big fan of the company Colorado Custom, and uh, if you go to coloradocustom.com, you can go to their Lincoln Wheels, which is going to be under their premium uh, section on their website, and they call them the Lincoln Replica Wheels the perfect complement for your Lincoln. Basically, they make the wheels that look or replicate the original Lincoln hubcaps. There's a couple of different styles, believe it or not, on the center caps, and they're pretty awesome. If you want a little bit more information on how to install the center caps, I've done a video on our YouTube channel. Lincoln Addict, you can check it out, but coloradocustom.com. Uh, Steel Rubber, we've had them on in the past, and I always talk about the best in the business, S-T-E-E-L-E, rubber.com. Hit these guys up. They have solutions for everything, including these 60s Lincolns, and if you go back and listen to that episode, you'll learn that they make the best products in the industry as it relates to weather stripping, and if you're looking to either resto mod your car or restore it back to original the 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 weather stripping is a key component that's going to help keep the moisture out, but it's also going to help keep the ride quiet. So steelrubber.com. And last, Griot's Garage. We had Nick on to talk a lot about why Griot's Garage products are superior to the competition. And don't just take my word for it. Check out that episode uh, with Nick. 
You can also, of course, at your local spot, more than likely pick up Griots or hit up griotsgarage.com. They also have uh, videos on their YouTube channel. I'm naive when it comes to this stuff. I've been around cars, uh, custom cars, 25 plus years, but I suck at detailing, so I often watch their videos to kind of learn different techniques. I want to make sure I'm not damaging the paint on my Lincolns. Griotsgarage.com for more. Okay, so this episode, basically David Escalante is someone I met a couple years back. I think this September is going to be three years ago that I met him, uh, give or take, uh, two or three years. Uh, But David Escalante joins us from Suicide Kings. They are a California-based club, 1961 through 1969 Lincoln Continental Club to be specific. I'll let him tell his story and uh, kind of explain the ins and outs of their club. They've got a couple of different chapters. These guys are kind of all over. So, David, thanks so much for joining us. Now, David also patches in uh, via various phone calls different enthusiasts from the Lincoln Continental community, uh, which I think you guys will definitely appreciate. It's a jam-packed episode, and the cool thing is it's different people from different organizations, different clubs, things like that. So it's pretty cool, and I got to thank David for taking the time to sit down with us, but also for bringing on some kind of friends and uh, kinfolk, if you will, to talk Lincolns a little bit. Each of them are Lincoln owners, hardcore enthusiasts, and people that are kind of ingrained in the Lincoln community. I'll, of course, next uh, cover the normal Lincoln updates that I like to cover on these episodes. If you've been listening since the beginning, thank you. You're accustomed to kind of hearing these, and I can't thank you guys enough for the support. This episode overview is brought to you by Devious Customs. Again, deviouscustoms.com. When you go there, uh, you'll be able to go right to the Lincoln section, and uh, through there, you'll see all of the different products that uh, Jeff and team sell. It's kits and parts, shop Lincolns, and you'll see everything there. Uh, I also did a tour of the facility. So again, that is on my YouTube channel, Lincoln Addict. Look up Lincoln Addict Devious Customs Tour. I tell you what, one of the things that blew my mind was the billet switch panels for the window switches. This is something that are often nasty and made out of pot metal on these Lincolns. You can't always re-chrome them. So for Jeff and team to make a product like that, it really makes sense. You got to hit up the website if you want to find more information. All right, the previous episode recap. I have to thank Larry Highbloom for coming on. He got me kick-started in, you know, getting these episodes out. I know many of you are like, hey, when's the new episode coming? Whether you're listening on an iPhone or Android device, on YouTube or Podbean, or however you're consuming this podcast, I'll say it uh, said it once, I'll say it again. Thank you so much. I want to grow this channel. And by you listening and streaming and watching the videos all the way through and whatnot, it definitely helps us out. Now, Larry, uh, he came on, if you haven't listened to episode 30, and he talked a lot about his love for Lincolns, this amazing car that he owned going on, I think it was 34 years. And he recently had an opportunity to sell the car I will give an update on that just in a little bit, but uh, I got to thank Larry again. He did a write-up for me on the LCOC of Philadelphia region uh, newsletter. So if you want to go to lcoc.org, you can go out to the Philadelphia region and you can look at those newsletters and you'll see the write-up in there. 
uh, that was a cool thing that he did, and it just so happened that a couple of months or several weeks had went by, and Larry had kind of given me the intel that his car was going to be coming up for sale. Now, I don't think that we really shared this on the last episode, but basically he had worked, it, it took about five months, and I don't think that's typical, but he was very adamant on what he wanted through Bring a Trailer in terms of the look and feel of all of the content, you know, the, the, the story, if you will, you know, having almost, I think, 500 photos, all of that stuff was important to him. And a lot of it, you know, I'm not going to take credit, but, you know, Larry has told me, hey, I've watched your videos on YouTube. I've, I've seen some of the things that you've talked about with the, these listings, right? Some of the things that are, wow, you know, I, you know, yeah, you're right. I mean, it is important to have a lot of photos. So, he worked very closely with the Bring a Trailer team, and that started, I think, back in technically December, and that took all the way into May. Uh, there was some back and forth, I think. You know, they had a photographer come out. They offered that service. You know, Larry took advantage of that in terms of the photos. Um, you know, there was some discussion about those and whatnot, but I think at the end of the day, the uh, listing was amazing. And if you have a Lincoln and maybe you're thinking about selling it in the future, or maybe you're going to buy one and enjoy it for a few years and then sell it, certainly watch some of the videos that I've done on YouTube because I think I try to do like a non-biased opinion of these different cars, things that you should look for. But if you really break down from a process standpoint, how an online auction or an online listing like a classified should go... You know, really, there are certain things that you want to do if you can to to make that sale more appealing. It's kind of like in the old days, you would list your car in the auto trader, right? That's like old school now, and you'd have someone come to your house. That's how I bought my first car, and you go there. Well, when you go to look at someone's car, you you know, if the car is vacuumed and it's waxed and it looks nice and it's presentable, you know, that's going to help drive that asking price, you know, instead of in the nowadays that we deal with, you know, you see something on Facebook, you go to the house or someone comes over and they're like, oh man, you know, they, they cut you at your knees and they want to give you half and this and that. It's a little bit different world, but when you look at the online classified piece of it, you know, make the car presentable, you know, provide a ton of photos. You know, I think of things, if I'm going to do a listing or I'm going to sell anything, I try to think of everything and type it up in notes and bullet point it so that my goal is that people aren't going to just ask the general questions, okay? I think we've all experienced they're still going to come and, and ask some things here and there. But seriously, if you're selling a car you know, and you post no photos underneath it, the, the, question, the first question that people should ask on these Lincolns is, hey, do you have any photos of the car on a lift or the car jacked up? I want to see if there's any rust you know, and things like that. And I've said this before in my videos, you will often hear people describe a car as 99% rust-free. When someone says that, oftentimes they have no clue what they're even saying. There's no visible rust. That's what they think. But believe me, there's tens of thousands of cars, I'm sure, that have been sold with the moniker of there's 99% rust-free and there's rust, of course. So again, going back to the point, you know, Larry had watched some of the content on my YouTube channel, and I try to think, hey, how could someone list a car and get more money for it? You know, what are some of the things that you can do uh, photo-wise? What are some of the things you could potentially do to the car? Uh, spend a little bit of money on a car, 
to help drive a good solid price for it. So with that being said, I got to thank Larry again for coming on the last episode. The previous episode recap is brought to you by, as I mentioned at the top, Griot's Garage. It's G-R-I-O-T-S garage.com. Their moniker is have fun in your garage. The cool thing I like about their company as well is everything from microfibers to different solutions, but they also have really fantastic spray bottles. And I know that may sound funny. I've often bought spray bottles from Home Depot over the years, uh, and the spray bottles that I've used from Griots, man, they're fantastic, and they make the detailing job a little bit more enjoyable. So hit up Griot's Garage, or like I said, often at your local auto parts store, if you're in the detail section, you'll see Griot's products. Give them a try, and let me know what you think. Uh, Leave a comment on the podcast review Uh, If you've tried any of these products and uh, give me a thumbs up. Okay, next we got Lincoln Life updates. And there's not a lot to share here, but there is one kind of sad thing that's happened really in the car community. And um, I had actually just picked up on this right at the beginning of June. So about a day before this is apparently going to air, I believe. I'm going to get it out probably June 2nd. So I just noticed... Uh, just in my feed, I did not see anything about this, unfortunately. But Bob from Strange Engineering, and uh, his last name is S T A N G E. Okay, so I know the history goes back with Strange Engineering, who makes you know differentials, drive lines, the you know the four nine inch, uh, all kinds of ring and pinion gears, rear ends. Uh, breaks. They, they've done all of this stuff for many, many, many years. And his last name, again, is S-T-A-N-G-E. And they basically started the company Strange. He added the R in there and came up with this company, Strange Engineering. And uh, he was around a very long time. Um, you can go on their website. You can Google. There's you know different information about, um, about these guys. What made me think of them recently is I have seen over the course of time Googling information, a couple of Lincolns that Bob had his hands on over the years. And ironically enough, his 61 sedan that he owned for a long time was at my house back in December, uh, six months ago. And you might be scratching your head going, well, how the hell was it at your house? Well, my friend Chris Dunn, shout out to Chris Dunn from Lincolnland. Chris was at a Concord d'Elegance, a Concord show around my house, pretty much a stone's throw from here. And we had linked up on that Friday. We were at the show all day Saturday. And Chris cruised over after the show on Saturday, and the car was here. And I ended up doing a feature on it, the 61 sedan, for the Lincoln Attic YouTube channel. And that was like the first in-depth review I've kind of done of a car, so to speak, on the channel. So check it out. It's got some solid numbers on the views. And that car, Chris had reinforced that, hey, that was Bob's car. And um, I had the opportunity to kind of go through it with a fine-tooth comb. Now, Bob, I think, was H-R-S-T-A-N-G-E. Stangy? I don't know how to pronounce his last name correctly, probably. But uh, everybody called him Bob. And the, the sedan Chris had acquired from Bob over the course of time at some point, and it's a very, very cool car. A couple little 
customized things on it. It's got the 6465 hubcaps, which Chris put on. That was an NOS set that Chris owned. But it also has a couple other things, like with electric door locks and, and a few things that were done. But really, overall appearance looks factory, looks stock for the most part. Uh, when I posted the car not too long ago, a lot of people chimed in. They said, man, I love it. And really, not many people picked up on that it had different hubcaps from 64, 65. So kind of a cool thing, just kind of reinforces how stylish those cars are from the factory. But getting back to it, Bob of Strange Engineering passed away, as I mentioned. Uh, he was born April 9th of 1939, and he passed away on May 22nd of 2023, 84 years old, and certainly a loss for the car community. Uh, he also has, I think he still owned the 61 Continental Convertible, which is a cool car. I actually recently posted about that, ironically enough, back in May. Uh, not a lot of photos that float around about that one, but it was in um, uh, a magazine write-up that Chris Dunn had shared with me, I believe, if I remember correctly. So uh, rest in peace to Bob. And to his friends and family, uh, if anybody happens to hear this, you know, again, uh, thoughts and prayers are with you guys during this very difficult time. I know, um, you know, mid-80s, you know, a lot of people would say, hey, you know, lived a good life, but it doesn't make it any easier to lose someone. My wife's grandfather is uh, 94, 93, 94. And, um, you know, we, we enjoy the time we spend with him, but we know, uh, you know, losing anyone at any age is not easy, certainly. So, Rest in peace, Bob from Strange Engineering. That's the only update that I want to cover this week. I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet a little bit. The Lincoln Life Updates is brought to you by Steel Rubber. Again, S-T-E-E-L-E, rubber.com. You can actually go right there and select the year, make, model, and style of your car, whether it's a sedan or convertible, or if you happen to have the coupe from 66 to 68, they make products for all of these cars, and you might be blown away at how many they actually make. Uh, certainly, if your weather stripping is really bad, uh, I always suggest that you go out here on the website, you make a list. I made a little spreadsheet and basically put the pricing, put the part numbers. Uh, right now, for 64 convertible, they have 46 items that are showing, which is a lot. Uh, there's heater and AC gasket set. There's front door edge weather stripping. There's the rear roof sail rail pads. There's a lot that you can kind of learn about some of the things that you may need to replace eventually on your 60s Lincoln Continental. So uh, go out there, check them out, and let Steel Rubber know that Lincoln Attic sent you. Oh, and by the way, they do have a new reproduction pedal pad that fits over the full perimeter of the brake pedal precisely like a factory fit. Again, steelrubber.com. All right, next we got Lincoln Sales, and this is kind of just trends I'm seeing or anything that I feel that will kind of fall under this category. And the the number one thing is kind of what I hinted at earlier. Uh, bringatrailer.com certainly has just become kind of this mecca place for a wide variety of vehicles. Uh, as I've said in the past, certainly we are not um, – in cahoots at all with Bring a Trailer, I would love for them to be a sponsor, uh, to be totally honest. But uh, Bring a Trailer has um, really just shot to the forefront of 
you know, cool stuff in terms of cars. Uh, there's guys hang out on there. I'm sure retired guys hang out on there all the time and comment. Uh, it's pretty crazy. If you don't uh, believe me, uh, go to bringatrailer.com and type in Lincoln Continental and go down to the car that sold on May 23rd, uh, titled 33-year-owned 62 Lincoln Continental Convertible. And when you scroll down, you'll see there are a ton, 106 comments. And uh, there's a lot of interaction from people, including the owner uh, that sold the car. Now, I hinted earlier, Larry Highbloom, he was on last episode. It's no secret. This was his car he sold. And it was very exciting just a week ago or so on May 23rd when it sold because I got a chance to see the auction kind of winding down. Now, I did go live through Instagram about an hour before, maybe 45 minutes before the auction ended. We had some plans that night, so I couldn't stay live the entire time, but I talked a little bit about what was kind of going down. Obviously, the, the time was uh, you know ticking down, and as I mentioned in the past, Bring a Trailer's got this cool feature built in where if someone bids, it resets the shot clock, I think, to like two minutes. Uh, it's one or two minutes, something like that. But it helps to avoid the swipe bidding is kind of what I call it. I don't know what the official term is, but I'm sure it's all happened to us before. You're on eBay. You're excited to win something, and someone comes in at the very last millisecond and gets it. And for those that don't know, uh, there's even things that people download into their Firefox browser that allows them to swipe at the last millisecond where you basically can't even win on something, which kind of sucks. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. And with Bring a Trailer, they have circumvented that because, again, it resets the shot clock. So what started to happen on this car is the final day or so, we knew the action was going to kind of pick up. And if I remember correctly, on the, I'm scrolling down here, on the 23rd, it started the day pretty early at around 70, mid-70,000, 70, I think it was at, and 76,000 at 12.30 in the afternoon on the 23rd. So from there until the next five, six hours... It, it basically doubled, which is awesome. Now, we did expect that. You know, obviously, a lot of people are kind of just waiting. They know in their mind what they can afford, and they're just going to kind of bid it up and kind of see and, you know, and, and see where it goes. So it starts jumping from 76. A couple guys are throwing in bids, getting it to high 70s, gets to mid 80s pretty quick, mid 90s pretty quick. It goes from 98 um, to 110 within about 10 minutes. And it starts jumping up from there, 115, 118, 123, 130, blah, blah, blah. Boom. It gets all the way up to right around the reserve. And I'll leave it at this. Basically, it hits $145,042. So just shy of one hundred and fifty grand. And that was either the reserve or I think Bring a Trailer will step in at the very last, depending on if it gets to that last little bit. And if there's any, uh, 
if there's any discussion, you know, I think they'll kind of go back to the buyer and things like that and say, hey, this is where we're at. But basically, let's call it this. It was 145000 and I believe with everything he said he nets like right at 150 So whatever deal they made at the very end, it brought the seller to 150 and what 145 to 150 range was his reserve. So this car sold for 150 Now, I did mention in the live video that day that it was one of the higher prices paid. I mean, you can really kind of slice and dice this. There was a car a few years ago, I know, that went for over $300,000. Uh, there's been some that have went uh, JFK tied to the Kennedy family. They've went for a lot of money. Those, The JFK cars, I always kind of put in a class of their own because you have a name associated with it that's going to drive that sale. The the one a few years ago, I think, that has that high watermark in the 300,000s, I got to look back in my notes, but I think that was a 65 maybe. And that one had documentation showing like hundreds of thousands of dollars invested in it. Uh, which was pretty crazy because when if if it's the car I'm thinking of the the black car to me it wasn't even as nice as what Larry had. Now Larry's '62 was that bluish color, right? The light blue color, and to me the documentation right there helped carry like what this car was worth. So to me, I know some people are gonna think I'm crazy. I, I think the person got a good deal on it. I mean, it's 150 grand for a car that had receipts of basically like, you know, almost $200,000. Uh, I know a lot of people will say, hey, you never get what you put into it. You know, that often happens in the custom car world. You know, you might have a, a project like I have, like a mini truck that, you know, you put a lot of money in and then, you know, you know, you can't turn around and sell it for a hundred grand. No one's going to buy it for that. So there's always that on the scale, but we know with these Lincolns, with only 3000 to 3500 made per year, it makes them a little bit more rare. And when someone gets an opportunity to own one that's really nice, like this one, certainly they're going to jump at it if they can. I do believe the car is coming to Florida based upon what I understand. And I'm excited. Hopefully, I'll get to see it at one of these shows down here. It's going to be on the east coast of Florida. So more to come on that. But again, I just wanted to kind of reinforce uh, congrats to Larry. If you want to hear more about this subject, you can go on YouTube. I did a video uh, talking about the listing. And then I did a video that came out, uh, I think the day after it sold. And I talk a little bit more detail about it. But bottom line, 150 grand. Congratulations. It really helps the entire community from a selling perspective. As I said in my live video that day, though, if you are someone looking to buy a car, don't get discouraged by the price at 150 because although some people may think now their car is worth 150 this car was really in a league of its own, which I've always said uh, anytime I've talked about it, it really set a nice bar for someone that says, hey, I want a car at that level, right? Because the money was the money was invested in it. So uh, you're typically not going to see a car that nice, of course. But uh, rest assured, congratulations to Larry for that sale. Now, there was another car that I wanted to talk about briefly. I, I actually posted this one the other day. I'm constantly looking for information on Lincolns, uh, as you would imagine, doing Lincoln Attic Podcast. And there's some things that will go kind of under my nose, and I won't know anything about it, and I'll find it, and then I'll kind of talk about it. But 
there was uh, an article on sportscarmarket.com and the article, I don't know if it's free to read technically. I was able to read it the other day, but it talks about a car that sold that was a 61 Lincoln Continental convertible in sunburst yellow. And there was something really unique about it. I kind of quoted a couple of different spots out there and um, that was posted on Facebook and Instagram. But this car sold in June of 2018 for 103600 at the RM auction, and it was part of the Dingman collection. So I know you're going, what the hell is that? Uh, Michael Dingman was on the board of directors of Ford Motor Company. He acquired this car in 2014 post-restoration from another well-known Lincoln enthusiast. It showed, get this, 853 miles in 2018 and only 1,398 miles when it was co-signed to Broad Arrow Sales. Okay, that was the last um, auction house that sold it, and Broad Arrow Auctions sold it November 2022, so just half a year ago, for 117,600. Of course, they were quoted with saying it appears to be a turnkey show car, which would be expected given its style. And basically, here's the crazy thing about it. We have no way to verify the mileage. I have a hard time thinking that it really only had less than a thousand miles and it got up to fourteen hundred. Is it possible? Absolutely. You know, definitely absolutely possible. But you know, with these cars, you know, it's like, hey, unless there was someone that could say, Yeah, it sat in my family's garage for sixty years and we hardly ever drove it except for they started it, moved it forward and backward, if that um, it, it just makes it hard for me to fathom a car like this just wasn't driven at all. Now, if it is true, obviously one of a kind, you know, possibly the lowest mileage Lincoln Continental uh, convertible or sedan from the 60s uh, that still exists. I know John Lyman from Stinkin' Lincoln, I've had him on a couple times. He's got a very low mile 64 sedan that he's, I think, willing to part with. He's got a line in the sand on the number. It's a high number, but I think he'll get it if somebody wants a low-mile car. I think it's around 30,000 miles. We've talked about it when we've had him on before. But this car, it kind of had my interest peaked because I would kind of like to find more information about, you know, really is it a 1,400-mile car? There's a couple things, right? If you've been around cars, you know either one, the odometer went over, 100,000, and it's maybe 100,140, or it could be that the speedometer was disconnected all that time, but if um, if RM and Broad Arrow auctions, you know, a lot of times they're going to go through as much information as they can to validate something, okay? So maybe they were able to validate it, maybe some photos, you know, these people that have a lot of money, you know, maybe they were able to say, yeah, the car was, you know, in my collection. I don't know. But regardless, I just wanted to share. It was kind of unique. I just came across it. I didn't hear anything about it last November at Broad Arrow Auctions, but I'm going to kind of watch that a little bit closer. The reason why I bring it up is think about it. If this car really only had 1,500 miles or so, it sold for less money than what Larry got for his car. That's insane, right? Now, granted, the color drives things. Not everyone wants a sunburst, kind of a yellow car. 61 may not be as appealing to someone, maybe as a 62. 
I didn't see a lot of photos. I mean, I saw some. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I, I do have some photos here. The Dingman collection was just unreal. Uh, if you just Google Michael Dingman, D-I-N-G-M-A-N collection, you'll see like cars and neon signs and dealership signs. I mean, it's mind-blowing what this guy had. So certainly just that name tied to this car could have easily been you know, a car maybe that had 1,400 miles. I don't know. But uh, it was super clean. I'd want to know how much of the restoration was done. I mean, if it was low-mile car, you would think, hey, just clean this car up. But the auction, I, I did quote by saying uh, that it was uh, post-restoration. So I don't know how much went into it. But regardless, I'll probably share a little bit more now that I'm talking about it on Lincoln Addict Podcast. And Lincoln Sales is brought to you by our family over at AccuAir. If you're looking to add air suspension to your vehicle, AccuAir.com. That's A-C-C-U-Air.com. They have various different products, including E-Level, which is like electronic leveling. And uh, you set the car, and when you start the car, it will auto-level to wherever you have it preset. All right, next we got Lincoln's in the Movies, TV shows, music videos, and or album covers. So this one is one that I don't know that I'm going to watch, but we've seen some promo stuff, photos, videos related to a new HBO, or should I say Max? That's what they're calling their new app, dropping the HBO name. It's kind of gotten some bad reviews. It's called The Idol, and the only reason I'm mentioning it is it comes out on June 4th, 6 4 And some of the promo shots and videos I mentioned uh, feature a 64 Lincoln Continental convertible. And it's the artist known as Weekend, uh, W-E-E-K-N-D. He, of course, played the Super Bowl a couple years back. And uh, a very talented artist. You either love or hate his music, I would say. But it was unique to me because of the Lincoln Continental. Now, I know... He was previously on a cover of a magazine. I think it had a 61 or 62 Lincoln on it. And then there's also, I think, his personal Lincoln Continental that was in one of his music videos. So he's no stranger to using a Lincoln either in photo shoots or videos. And in this case, uh, Max is going to be debuting this show called The Idol. I want to thank Kelly at Old Lincoln Park. She had posted one of the images that I reshared. So shout out to Kelly and team at... Uh, old Lincoln Parts there in Clearwater. The, the reviews that I've read on it, not sure that I'm going to watch it. It's probably not really my demographic. I think uh, Warner Brothers, they seem, you know, Discovery Warner Brothers with this whole big merger they've done, they've seemed to make some weird decisions, of course, uh, to try to pay down some of that like $50 billion in debt that I've heard that, uh, that they had to take on. Uh, but you know, I don't know. It seems like it's destined to flop. Some of the reviews have been just not good. However, I typically don't just look at reviews to read, uh, to, to you know, to decide if I'm going to watch something. A perfect example is I'm a huge Indiana Jones fan, and uh, but I plan to see Dial of Destiny. I know the reviews have been mixed on it, but I'm going to go. So again, uh, Lincoln's in the movies, TV shows, music videos, and/or album covers. This one is dropping on. June 4th, ironically, 6-4, and uh, it's called The Idol, I believe, and it features a 64 Lincoln Continental convertible. It was hard to tell if it was black with red interior or if it was the dark 
dark, dark blue with red interior. I assume black, but some people chimed in and said, oh yeah, that's the dark blue version. Hard to tell, so I may have to tune in just to see some of the shots with the car. But for what it's worth, that is what I have to cover this episode as it relates to TVs in movies, TV shows, music videos, and or album covers. Uh, Next, Smugglers Blues and Rita Hayworth uh, updates my 64 and 65 Lincoln Continental convertibles. Love my cars. I'm so thankful to have them. Really no updates to share. I I did drive the 64. I went to Rides by the River in May that morning on Saturday, and then I cruised over to a show called Made Up Steel Show in Dover, Florida. Made it home that uh, evening and just had a good time. It was so hot. Uh, of course, it's May. It's always hot in Florida, it seems like, but May is especially hot. So I don't know how much more cruising I'm going to do in the blue car right now. I do need to get with Blair, and I need to finish the AC install on the 65. Of I'm, of course, upgrading that uh, thanks to the help of Blair and TC over in Clearwater. So I've got to get that done uh, so that that project doesn't continue to linger. And then what I want to do is finish kind of a wrap-up video of what it would take for you to upgrade your AC. And hopefully TC and or Blair will be able to offer some potential options for people that are looking to maybe buy the whole kit uh, if they want to upgrade their car as well. So more to come. Lastly, the shout-outs. I just want to give a huge shout-out to Tony Boss Boland, my brother. Uh, He has a write-up in the new LCOC publication. Uh, Again, many of you are Lincoln enthusiast or potential Lincoln owners uh, or one day future owners, uh, if you go to lcoc.org, that's the Lincoln and Continental Owners Club, uh, often referred to as Lincoln Continental Owners Club. Uh, You can subscribe to be a member there and um, you will get access to their publication. Again, you can go under the different regions there uh, and you can read different newsletters. I think all of that is free. But uh, certainly, I think uh, David did a fantastic write-up on Tony. Uh, David and I had lunch one day, and you know he was looking for guys and, and just enthusiasts to do a feature on. And I said, hey, you really should do a write-up on Tony. He's got an awesome facility there where he works and plenty of cars. And, of course, the write-up was awesome. So I think if you subscribe to LCOC, Uh, As a member, I think they'll send you the last publication. So if you want to get in now, uh, they'll send that out to you. But shout out to Tony Boss Bolin. You can follow him on Instagram at Boss, B-O-S-S, Bolin, B-O-L-I-N, or Tony Boss Bolin on Facebook. Uh, He also has Death Row Lincolns, and I think he's going to spin off uh, to another name as well, just to kind of keep it a little bit more PC. But Shout out to Tony, one of my best friends, always there to help me out, and can't thank him enough. But uh, great job, David, on an awesome write-up. And shout out to the LCOC. You guys are really doing a good job, in my opinion, bridging the gap between some of the old school stuff, some of the new school, some of the new players out there, so to speak. So tip of the cap to you guys. With that being said, I'm sure I forgot something. If I did, my apologies. I'll cover it on the next episode. I do want to thank... Jimmy Lincoln for coming on as our next guest. The audio is done. I'm working on that episode. It'll be out in two weeks. So Jimmy.Lincoln.505. He doesn't post a lot on social media, but he's a great guy. He's got a cool story and he's got a couple of awesome Lincoln. So 
Again, keep it posted to Lincoln Addict Podcast. I certainly appreciate all the support. If you want a shirt or sticker, go to lincolnaddict.com. I'll get those shipped out typically within a day or two and get you a tracking number, lincolnaddict.com, for ways to listen to the podcast and to buy merch. Hoping to have more merchandise here in the next couple of months. Stay on the rise, everyone, and enjoy this audio with David Escalante and friends. Some great people from the Lincoln community. Shout out to Suicide Kings, the different chapters, and David Escalante for all of your time. We out of here. Everyone have a safe weekend. Peace. Hey, hey, as I said earlier, I'm super excited to sit down with someone that's been on the list a while. David Escalante, how you doing, my friend? Hey, Jason, how you doing, brother? David Escalante here, Continental Collective. Hey, man, really appreciate you coming on. Got a chance to slap hands a couple years back out in your neck of the woods, so to speak. And it's been a long time coming, I know, having you guys on or having yourself on. But why don't you just share a little bit of information about who you are and where you grew up? Oh, let's see here. So I uh, grew up in L.A. County, born and raised in Whittier, home of. Oh. And uh, just kind of grew up in that scene, you know. Whittier Boulevard's been Whittier Boulevard since the 60s. So really heavy into the car scene uh, around the lifestyle since I was a youth. Building cars since I was a kid. Uh, my first pickup was uh, 50, uh, 1956 F100. And uh, that's where it started for me. Man, that's awesome. You got to have some really good memories of, we all know when you hear the W word, Whittier, uh, that just brings up, you know, the, the cruising aspect of life and things like that. Uh, did, did you feel like you were kind of ingrained in it? It sounds like at an early age, seeing all that stuff. Oh, yeah. So I, I grew up, my dad, who recently passed, is a brother of two, so he makes three, and they were known as, uh, you know, the Escalante boys from Whittier. Uh, drag racing in a 1966 Plymouth Belvedere with a 426 Hemi wow. uh, down Whittier Boulevard. Wow, man, that's awesome. And I know we talked recently, rest in peace to your pops. I know I lost my dad um, a little over five years ago. It's not easy, but rest in peace to him. Well, I appreciate that. Same to you, sir. It's, it's uh, one of those events in life, right? Yeah, it's definitely tough. When I think back to like the late 70s into the 80s, right? And, you know, the movie industry really, you know, with these blockbuster movies and, you know, you had the movie American Graffiti that talked, you know, a lot about the hot rod culture and stuff like that. Do you ever have any memories like when you were younger, like seeing like movie productions and things like that and music video stuff around the kind of that the greater Los Angeles area? Uh, yeah, for sure. I think, to be honest, the, the, the memories that really hold the, the closest to me is really like the family get-togethers when yeah. you would see, you know, the different family members' cars. Um, you know, obviously growing up in Whittier, you know, there's, there's, um, there's, a, there's a variety of, of uh, cars out there. Um, but anything from, you know, the, the, the lowriders to the hot rods to the classics – I mean, my first experience with Air Ride was one of my parents' cars. They had a, a 60, I want to say like a 64 Mercedes-Benz Wow. that was a Cabriolet, a convertible, but it was on Air Ride. So when we'd walk out of a grocery store, the car would be completely laid out <laughs> because it had a, air, you know, it had a tank leak or whatever it was. But, you know, for that, back in the day, growing up seeing that and having to wait for the compressors to fire up so you can get at a drivable height, 
that was the coolest. Right, yeah, because you were getting to experience stuff that people, you know, didn't get to see and for many years down the road when that stuff became, like, really uh, a hot thing in the car scene. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, awesome. Now, you're talking about a lot of cool stuff, right, in this era. And, I mean, I can only imagine how epic it was. I follow different pages. My friend Sean has a page called All About Los Angeles. There's so much history. It's rich with like car culture, you know, the bridge that they rebuilt and all kinds of cool stuff. So how does all of that translate to Lincoln's? Like, do you find like a little bit later in life that you start falling in love with these cars? Uh, yeah, I guess, you know, they were always notable, right? But mm-hmm. you just didn't see that many of them. And I, I think that, you know, growing up, I was a, I was a bow tie kid, right? Building yes. Chevys just like anybody else. You know, it seems like, it seems like even the Lincoln community is is been crossbred with the yeah. Chevy Bowtie, <laughs> yeah. right? With all these LS swaps, but uh, it was just one of those cars that was just—I mean, it is what it is, right? They're cool as can be. They're sick. Yes. So when I had the opportunity to um, get my hands on one, I jumped because building C10 pickups for you know numerous years, and I had already probably built twenty cars before I got my first Continental. All right. I see what you're saying. Yeah, and that's the interesting thing. My dad was like, he 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 bled Chevy. You know, that was the thing. He remembers his grandfather having a Ford, and he had bought this Ford and had an issue or a, a, this annoying noise with the transmission, and his grandfather traded it in, and he never looked back. So, like, in the era of our parents and stuff, you know, they were very siloed into this is the OEM we live by. And it was funny because I was always like, man, was my dad giving me like the side eye for like liking Lincoln's. But he knew that, you know, my birthday being on 1123, close to the Kennedy assassination, you know, calendar day of the year, kind of always seeing that stuff, it was intriguing. But yeah, like you said, nowadays, it's kind of really totally different. I mean, you don't see, you see some, but you don't see a lot of brand loyalty where people are like, you know what? I don't care. I'm only going to buy said truck. You know what I mean? It just doesn't seem like it happens very often these days. Yeah, no, I, I think that, well, if we're talking like later, you know, like newer stuff, I'm, I, I think they all sample off each other, right? Yeah, yep. You might be buying a Chevy pickup, but it looks identical to that Honda Passport or whatever <laughs> it is, you know? Right. Because the the engineering and the design, it seems like everyone kind of piggybacks off each other and just changes a few few items, so to speak, uh, yeah. in their design to make it their own. And it's unfortunate because if you go back to earlier years, now don't get me wrong, you know, the Gremlin and the the Packard, uh, you know, they, they were very similar, but there was distinctive differences between them. Yes. Uh, and that earlier era of designing in the 60s, I think that a lot of that was lost when people started going compact vehicles and more economically friendly. You know, that was that was never a concern. It was how many people can we pile in to make it to grandma's house? Oh, yeah. And I watch a guy on YouTube, Steve Mag. I always say his last name wrong, like Magnate or something like that. But he's the guy that's often on those auctions and he rattles off all the stats, you know. And he, I think he worked for Motor Trend back in the day. And when he starts talking about 80s vehicles in the junkyard, you know, it's just kind of like he's like, yeah, you know, they went front wheel drive. They went this. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the cool Impalas of the day, you know, and things like that. It was the Cavalier and things. And like you said, I mean, obviously there's regulation and things that kind of drove that. But 
it's definitely not like the 59s, you know, when they were like one year only and then you start to get into Lincolns and, and just, I mean, everybody loves the the, the 60s. But uh, speaking of that, like when when you think of, you know, I want to transition a little bit real quick and talk about your business. My understanding, though, is, you know, you work on cars, you kind of bring them back up, maybe you, you do some jobs for people. Can you kind of like break it down even for me on what your business is, David? So the Continental Collective Corporation is uh, is a one-stop shop. We, we specialize in leaking Continentals. And what I mean we specialize in Continentals, it's just because I've had my hands on Continentals fairly consistently for the past, uh, I don't know, 15 years. I build and will build any kind of classic car, hot rod, street rod, low rod, as I like to call them, that a client brings in. But as we all know, these Lincoln Continentals, you know, they're they're just a little bit different than your Chevy Impalas. Mm-hmm. Not to take anything away from either of those cars. Sure. Um, they're just engineered, designed, and are mechanically different. Yes. So spending a, spending some time here just focusing on the Continentals, you know, there's lots of people in the industry that we've reached out to um, throughout the years where, you know, have had hiccups here or there and and you know everyone's always been helpful but what we do here is we'll take either your your grandma's old continental and we like to say we revamp it right it's the next generation car from an old generation within the family of a hand down mm-hmm. so something that might have been a stalker clunker that's been parked for 20 years however you want to dice it up bring it in and we'll roll the dice we can do full restorations as a, what I classify as my timeless builds, which is keeping everything as original theme and feel as it was once on that showroom floor. Okay. So we do full restorations, full engine builds, uh, suspension work. We change out all your fuel lines, all your brake lines. We'll upgrade your brake system. We'll do all new interior that matches. We also do um, the convertible top replacements and upgrade systems with the newer uh, style relays Mm -hmm. and come in and and get all that a little bit more functional. You know, the biggest problem with these cars faced in their time was the cost of money and man hours it took to fix them versus the availability and parts that you might get when you're shopping for a tri five or an Impala Mm -hmm. or a duster. Right. So a lot of these things have sat for so long and it's just revamping them, bringing them back to life. What I like to say is, is we're keeping classics alive. One at a time, we keep them rolling. I love it. And that's something that I, I've seen a little bit better mix of like the old school, we'll call them the purist and the new school. You know, there's there's always going to be some people that go, hey, you know, these cars should be exactly the way they left the factory, blah, blah, blah. But you also have a lot of people now that respect someone that goes, you know what, they're keeping them on the road. And I think those couple of words together like resonates with what you just said. You know, keeping these cars on the road, to me, that's important. You and I both know some of the the uh, usual suspects that sell these cars, right? And a lot of these cars that are being sold now to be refurbished, they, you know, would have maybe been just parts cars 30 or 40 years ago. So to me, I give a tip of the cap to a guy like you or someone at their house that's willing to put the effort into a car, no matter what the engine is or what the interior looks like, bring it back so someone can roll it. Correct, correct. And, and you know, another thing that we, we, we like to strive on is, 
making your vehicle unique enough that it's just not the cookie cutter, yes. right? You know, like let's let's talk back in 2011 when I decided to do the B pillar delete. B pillar delete had never been seen before on the market. Mm-hmm. Although people may say that's how it might have been originally designed, however, I believe that I might have been one of the first individuals, if not the first individual, that actually put that into play. Nice. And that was debuted at one of our, our slab fests that was put together back in 2016, I believe I debuted that car. And that was the Two-Tone Terror, which was a 1963 sedan with a B-pillar delete and then a built 390 motor as its drivetrain. Awesome. Yeah, I know there's been some cool mods over the years and obviously you and I both know on the on the sedans, you know, that one is one that it's like, you know, you don't think about it much, but then when you see the B pillar gone, you're like, yeah, it should have been that way from the factory, you know? Well, it's definitely a nice touch, I'll tell you that. Yeah, and like you said, that's the cool thing. You guys are kind of putting the personal touch and being around these Lincolns a while and I followed them for many years, you know, there's kind of the the normal trends that, you know, some some guys will joke and go the slab starter kit, the certain wheels everybody runs, you know, they bag them, you know, this and that. But to me, it always is cool to go to a show or see the photos online where there's something unique. I know there a guy named Chassis by Eha. It's like IHA is his name. You know, he built a Roadster one a couple years ago, which was unique, right? I mean, it's not going to be for everyone, especially where I'm at in Florida with it raining. But like you're like you're saying, you know, to put your personal touch on them and satisfy your client, that's fantastic. What are some of the other things that either are trends or little things that you guys have been doing or think where you think that the scene is going as far as, you know, the work on these cars? So this last event, Temecula Rod Run, I debuted my sixty two uh, Nebraska car. I don't know if you remember this is that car that I flew out to Nebraska sight unseen purchased it and drove it all the way back to california i remember you told me about it yep yeah so built this car here recently and we went ahead and did a navy cloth top and i did custom embroidery on the cloth top awesome so on the driver's side and passenger side i have little stencil that was designed to to be embroidered that carries just past the header bow into the front window section of the driver and passenger side. So, and then there's also a little touch of embroidery above the rear glass. So I think along with that, and then I'm also running dual power antennas on the 62. I did not see that, but that's pretty cool. So that's more like, this is like my California build, right? Because if you remember, like with back in the Impalas, you had the California edition that ran with the dual antennas that you see on almost all your common lowriders throughout the States now. Yes. Yep. So it's the little touches like that, I think, that set us apart from the cookie cutters, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. And what I've always said to your point is it's not that you know, you're dissing the competition, but I mean, for you being in business, you know, you want to be, let's be honest, anybody that's in business that's striving to be better, you always want to be a cut above, right? In your mind, at least. And with your clients, you want them to be like, hey, they're getting some cool stuff. We've got the ideas and we can, the key word is you can execute it. And when you've been talking, I've been thinking about a lot of this stuff, David, like you, I mean, that's a key word. It sounds like in your business there, execution. 
Correct. You know, it's the conceptuality of everything, right? You have to be able to conceptualize it and then to put it into play is where it's at. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And anyone building these cars in this industry, hats off, especially all these do-it-yourself builders. I mean, we all started as a do-it-yourself builder. I mean, I started building because I had children at a young age. Money wasn't there. So I was a junkyard builder. You know, I had a 1960 Chevy pickup. I needed parts. I went to a junkyard. I pulled parts. I learned how to take them apart. I learned how to put them together. I learned how to make things integrate with each other by process of elimination. And that's how you become a fabricator and a modifier. I love it, man. What what gets you excited every year? Um, I know there's a few events that go on, and I want to ask you about a couple of those. But the, you mentioned the Temecula Rod Run. Does it is that an event that seems like it's grown? Is that one that just really gets you excited every year? Uh, you know, it's it's different every year, right? Because you know we've been playing with this little bit of a backdraft with uh, the COVID. You know, no one going out. I think that this year, the Temecula Rod Run, as far as um, the club in general, and I'm speaking of Suicide Kings Car Club, we really wanted to focus on the continental community and also the aspect of the California cars that, that really have some good numbers out here mm-hmm. uh, in the States. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to collectively get together with the people in the community and make a uniform uh, a unified front with showing the support to these cars and i believe we pulled it off yeah i think so and i want to be very clear with david escalante uh with suicide kings the club's been around a while and you guys have a couple of different chapters and i always love seeing the photos and and now obviously instagram is kind of ruled by videos and like you said with getting the crew together uh, that was a good thing. And my understanding, though, and you can keep me honest, is you're kind of at the helm of the club now, uh, and you help really steer, um, you know, you're going to be steering it into the next, you know, uh, decade. Uh, well, yes, correct. In most aspects, I am the at, at the helm, so to speak, obviously supported by everybody that's within the club, because as a club, it's not the actual name that carries the weight. Of course, we are distinguished with the name, but it's the individuals that make up the club that really push us into that next decade. And I have a great counterpart, Mr. Ron Doyle, who uh, we kind of got together with some some members that were strong in, in the club, and we collectively decided to push forward and carve this path without looking back. And it's reaching out to, you know, the other individuals out there that represent themselves in the community, the, you know, reaching out to uh, the Suicide Slab following, reaching out to the Raddies following, reaching out to the Lincoln Life following mm-hmm. so that we could all get together because these are all good people in the industry, although eye to eye might not always see the same way at times, yep. but when it comes down to it, the roots of it are the vehicles that we travel in and to represent what we have going on. Yeah, I love it. I've been in the truck, mini truck scene 25 years, a little bit longer. And, you know, it's clubs and it's, you know, it's it's very similar, right, to any different genre out there where there's the car clubs and things like that. 
what I've always thought, and you know, you started at the beginning kind of mentioning the lowrider community and Whittier and things. I've always looked as an outsider into like the lowrider clubs and, and, you know, saw how these guys travel in packs and they respect each other. And there's a lot of friendly competition, right? Sometimes it's made maybe that friendly, but it's, you know, it's hardcore stuff. And it's really cool to me to see, you know, being a, a fan and an outsider to a certain extent over here in Florida, seeing all of the crews kind of come together in that camaraderie. Yeah, definitely. And, um, it's, it's always a good time. Um, you know, different crews, different people, you know, wh- what do they say? Different strokes for different folks. You yes. know what I mean? And it's really, but when it really comes down to it, it's really about the vehicles and we try to see past the different personalities and aspects uh, and push forward to what we all have in common. And, and that's hard, you know, speaking with some friends throughout the last few months, you know, what took place here recently at the Temecula Rod Run had been attempted for the past several years. And it wasn't until, you know, early 2000, so 2016, right? This mm-hmm. was about a year after Suicide Kings was established mm-hmm. in 2015. Okay. In 2016, we had the first Suicide Slabs, Suicide King Slab Fest. Ah, uh, okay. 2017, we also had a Suicide Slabs and a Suicide Kings Slab Fest. Got it. Uh, both hold very good numbers, good times. And it wasn't until like 2018 where we had a triplet in there which would have been Suicide Kings, Suicide Slabs, and the Ratties. Right. So... But, you know, in all aspects, this all started with two groups, right? Two types of groups. You had an internet-based group that was the Suicide Slabs that is by well its own animal sure. um, with a heavy internet presence. And then you had the Car Club, first and only 1961 to 1969 Lincoln Continental Car Club. Those two started it. Ratties then later formed off and became part of it and are now still in the game and are heavy hitters with us. And all of us collectively make up this community. And it's just, it's a good thing. I love it. And I'll tell you this, there's a guy in our truck community that has a very successful podcast and, and his whole thing is called Truck Talk Media. And he has a great phrase that he catchphrased years ago and it's called, and he goes, and he always says, you know, the trucks are cool, but the people are cooler, right? It's it's right around those those words. And we've always said that in the truck scene that when you had people that wanted to get in your club, it's like, hey, if the if the guy's cool or the chick's cool, the truck's going to come along with it, right? And that's kind of what I've always seen. And to me, seeing these communities get together, I mean, you've heard this term before, you know, we're stronger together, you know, and that's what I love seeing. And again, I'm thousands of miles away, but like I see it as, as a fan of all of this stuff and go, wow, man, these guys are, you know, the unity is there. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, uh, being a club, you know, we get, we get some, 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 some pebbles kicked at us, right? Cause we do require a fee, right? An annual fee. But the annual fee is a cost of a hat, a shirt, a trinket, a, you know, a keychain, sure. a lantern, whatever it may be. So it's, it's like your annual fee is basically your next year starter pack for all new product. 
Yeah. So there's there's nothing that gets banked in in house where the club's making money. Right. Everything goes back to the individual, and whatever percentage is held off, it goes towards the chapters that are representing. Like we just bought all brand new awnings, uh, easy up awnings for everybody that's got our club logo blasted all over. Nice. We pay for events for the for the brothers and sisters in our club. You know. So although that that there is that that comes along with it but what also comes along with it is the uniqueness of it being the first and only continental club awesome yeah i definitely like it and it's funny that if you think about you know uh, for many many years there wasn't there wasn't much except for many many of us know the term lcoc lincoln continental owners club and you had these old school you know, I'm not going to call them old, but I mean, let's be honest, kind of a lot of the old school guys and they had the LincolnForum.net and that was kind of their thing. And I know that, you know, a couple of those guys like with Jim Ayers and some of the, the Western guys out there, they have, they, they have tried to, you know, kind of get a little bit more ingrained with social media, right? And things like that. But I'll tell you this, you know, seeing the 61 through 69 clubs like Suicide Kings, and like you said, first and only for you guys um, in terms of those years, it's really unique because when you get all those cars together, you get a lot of thumbs up and a lot of smiles. I can tell it. Oh, definitely. I mean, um, you know, for this year alone, so the NorCal chapter up here, which I was lead for, we actually were honored to be uh, the club of the featured club for the uh, 2023 39th annual Good Guys event. Amazing. We were the featured club. So, you know, we're going to make the magazine. We're going to have a full spread. And, you know, that's that's one of those first stops, right? We've also had some publications with uh, a couple other of our members. Our starting, you know, our first president, Alex Melendez, and um, his car, and also uh, Ken with his coupe at 66 Coupe. You know, they made the magazine cover for, um, I believe it was for an, an an Asian magazine. I'm not sure what ethnicity it was for. Please forgive me. Sure. But they made the cover of that magazine. So, you know, we're definitely getting the eyes upon us. And it's, it's nice because for so long in the community, it was always about the Chevys. Yeah, definitely. And you kind of said, you hinted earlier, you know, there's been some work done to try to bring people together. And like you said, Temecula, the rod run this year was kind of the icing on the cake. But I have also longed wanted to be able to go to an event, which uh, Tony and I did and, and one of our a couple of our buddies, we went to an event a few years ago. It was an LCOC event here in Florida. And, you know, they welcomed us. You know, they didn't say, hey, this one guy's got a 64. It's a donk, right? Maybe not you and I style, but that's what it was. And, you know, the LCOC, the Lincoln Continental Owners Club, which obviously spans, you know, all Lincolns, um, you know, not just the 61 through 69 Continentals, those guys opened us, you know, took us in with open arms and said, hey, come on, register, have a good time. And to me, going back to the message that you said earlier, that's so important because it shouldn't be like, oh, well, you have a car that's raised, that's a donk, we don't want you. Oh, you have a car that's lowered, we don't want you. Hey, we all got the same passion. Yeah, definitely. You know, we all have the same love, we just decorate them differently. Yes, good way to say it. And back to that uh, Temecula Rod Run, so that event there was, was a great turnout. We had, I think we had 70 vehicles, 70 Lincoln Continentals, 61 through 69 that had showed interest we had 60 
Lincoln Continentals registered that then turned into 58 vehicles registered. And by the time it was the time for the show, I think we ended up with uh, 50, 55 plus that, that made it. Now, we even had some guys that came out just for the Friday night cruise. However, they didn't stay for the event. And then we had some guys that just came out for the event and didn't go to the cruise. So, you know, the numbers are a little bit loose there, but the the total amount, we were in the 50-plus category. And I'll tell you what, getting that many leaking Continentals together outside of a production date of these vehicles being together at the manufacturer <laughs> was definitely a good shot. Yeah, all the planets for a line, that's for sure. I have a, a buddy that's long been in the truck world. He was texting me photos. He sent me like 10 photos, and I was like, yeah, that's a Suicide King. Some of them I don't always know, but I, I, I recognize some of the cars. I was like, yep, there's the Kings right there, SK. And it the, the, it seems like, and I've read a little bit about Temecula Rod Run, that whole city of Temecula is just, it just, it really is a kind of a, I guess a gearhead type, community and what better place to have a rod run now let me ask you this talking a little bit about the community i think you know one thing that i've always noticed in the truck world is that you've got a delineation line you know you've got a business and you know you're out there and you've explained what you do and to me it sounds like i didn't realize you did as much as you did right but then you start talking about the uh the lincoln community like we've been talking about and you mentioned some different gr- crews, right? And I think that's a really cool thing that there are different groups out there, but it, we all have the same objective. Correct. Yeah, what what you'll notice is is that, and not calling anybody out or saying any group club or whatever it may be, is, is that we're not afraid to say their name, right? We all belong in this community. Suicide Kings... Suicide Slabs, Lincoln, uh, Lincoln Attic yourself with your own following, Lincoln Life, and the Raddies. Although we all don't put on our pants the same way, we all drive the same type of vehicles. So spreading the love amongst the community is where it's key. And being able to, to get us all together is, is great. And, you know, different geographical locations they just kind of have different takes on their vehicles and what they do to them. So it's always killer to see what's going on. You know, I gotta, I'd love to, you know, reach out. I got some buddies right now. We can sure. call wow. to, okay. uh, to, to, to spread some, some, some continental love. Dude, tell you what, give me, I love it. Hey, Jason, I'm gonna let this gentleman introduce himself. Go ahead. I'm Jerry. I'm uh live in San Francisco, born and raised, and uh, I'm with a uh, car club called Frisco's Finest. I got a 16 Continental. Yeah, I've been doing cars for over 50 years. That's awesome. Now, is this Jerry that had the the green Lincoln? Yeah, the green-eyed lady. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jerry, I follow you on Instagram, and dude, uh, talking with Escalante, as you know, and uh, we're just talking about the love of Lincolns and you know what those guys make in their mark. And it's really cool. He had told me he was going to surprise me with a few people. I didn't know it was going to be you. But uh, <laughs> you, you really embody the culture out there in California, and I know that you do as well. It lives in you, man. Oh, wow. Thank you. What a nice compliment. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, it's not, it's not hard to do something when you love it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I always see you posting photos with your family, and that's something Escalante reinforced earlier, how important that is for the culture. And, and, and it seems like you can attest to that. 
Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And just have a new, new uh, baby boy. So, you know, I, he's going to get introduced too. His car is going to go to him. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I remember seeing your car. I think you had gotten some more work done to it and, and a bunch of stuff. But seeing that thing bagged on those wide white wall tires and, and the uh, the wire wheels I think you have on it, dude, that thing is awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And Yeah, I'm doing some, I'm doing some other things to it now, kind of changing the... Uh Changing the landscape, but yeah, looking forward, looking forward to finishing that project up in the next couple months. Well, I hope to make it out. Um, I've only been to the San Francisco Bay Area one time for work many years ago, and I hope to make it out there again. Uh, one day I want to drive across the um, the Golden Gate Bridge. Maybe I'll link up with you and we could do it in a vert. Oh, definitely. We could definitely do that. I'll pay, <laughs> I'll pay the toll, but I heard it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the flight will cost you two hundred, and the gas across the bridge will cost you three hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't know. Maybe I'm out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Escalante, that's cool that you got Jerry on. It's funny. As soon as I heard him talk, I was like, I wonder if this is Jerry. And Jerry, how do you say your last name? Griego. Griego. Okay. Yeah. 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 I see the grandkids and stuff, and you're a family dude, and uh, that's just cool. amazing, brother. Yeah. You may remember I posted um, a screenshot one time. There's a, you know, I'm big into hip hop, and there's a guy from uh, that's in the hip hop community. His name's G Easy. You may recall, and I think he right. used your car on one of his singles one time, and you were like, "Hey, that's my car," and I was like, "What the heck?" No. Yeah, yeah, that was like I was surprised at that because it was like, you know, I don't go down that street that often, so I remember exactly the day and the time that I was driving. You that, know? Was that was crazy. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 well that's good stuff well man keep, keep representing the bay but most importantly keep representing the lincolns dude and and your family uh it's it's so cool that david patched you in here yeah it's yeah yeah you got dave man david Salandi, he's been doing stuff for lincolns for since i got in you know, i've always been in the cars but you know i've always wanted to get a lincoln and it was like you know when i was like nine years old my dad showed me these cars man and i was like and these things are just, you know, you, you just get hooked, you know. And um, as I as I got into the game of finding out who the players were and what people were doing and how big this was, you know, I, I got, you know, I got to uh, build a friendship with Dave. Mm -hmm. Not realizing that I was with one of these, like a guru, man, of Lincolns, you know, that this yep. guy is innovative and, you know, he's just always thinking and and making things happen i mean you know he's uh completely confident man and it just and uh and his uh his thought process is just amazing you know that he would come up with with things you know to uh to make the lincoln world and people in it you know really have an opportunity to go you know different directions you know yeah, a couple years ago, I was out in California with, with a truck magazine, and Dave was like, man, I'll come come hang out, and I was like, cool, and when he got there, I, was, you know, I didn't realize he was going to bring his car and stuff, and I was like, man, how long you live from here? He was like, ah, an hour or two, and I was like, dang, man, you just jumped right in, like, he, no hesitation, was like, yo, and then I learned a little bit later on that, you know, he works on these cars, and he's passionate about them, and obviously, when you work on your stuff and stuff, it gives you that confidence to go, man, I'll drive anywhere, you know? Yeah, 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 and, and he does. He, he shows up in, in everything, just about, you know, that goes on, you know, the stuff that I put out and my group of guys, and we put cruises together, and 
and different happenings and you know and benefits for children and stuff around Christmas time and you know we do a lot of things you know for the community and Dave's always showing up with his Lincoln man and there's always something new to talk about you know <laughs> yeah the last thing I'll tell you is I remember a couple about a year ago you posted a photo and you can kind of see I don't know if it's the Bay Bridge or I think it's the 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 Golden Gate Bridge but you were parked down by the water and there were some waves and it was a really cool photo seeing your car aired out and then seeing, you know, kind of the bottom of the bridge. And I've always wanted to kind of visit that area a little bit more. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. And that was a picture that I've always wanted to take. And it was just so happens that the weather was right. You know, you could see the whole bridge. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I was able to get that spot. You know, in fact, I had to, I, I was kind of lucky because right when I pulled out, a huge wave hit. And it would have just. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it would have got me. And there was a few people around, and they were like, man, you just made it. Perfect time. And I go, I, I was like, yeah, because everywhere I was, where I was parked was smoking <laughs> wet. You're like, man, I'm not a surfer, man. I'm just trying to be here to get this photo with my car. But, yeah, man. Yeah, but, yeah, but before I parked there, you know, I watched it for a while to see if the water was coming. It was dry underneath there. And it was, you know, I was like, man, this is a good spot. But, you know, I'm glad I moved. Yeah, right on time. Hey, the last right thing. On. Last thing is David doesn't know this. I'm I'm a Warriors fan, and I was really sad to see him not right. be able to come back on this one. But we'll be back next year, man. Yeah, I kind of, you know, I kind of had the feeling about. Uh, yeah, I'm a big basketball fan. Of course, I'm a Warriors fan, and I kind of had a feeling that uh, that LA was going to get us on this one. You know, just the way. The way they they were playing and Davis was covering that rim, it was like, man, I don't know. You I know? know. And then having a bad shooting night on the game six. Yep. Yep. I mean, well, it, it had to play and Curry, you know, had a bad day shooting, so you know what happened. <laughs> we'll get him next year, Jerry. Thanks for joining the show, and David, dude, yeah. thank you for bringing in Jerry. Yeah. Much love, man. Looking forward to seeing you soon at another event, man. Always appreciate your time. Okay. This, this day, you know, Jerry's Jerry's one of the first labeled as the official lowrider of San Francisco. This guy carries some deep roots. Wow. Much respect, brother. Much okay. love, quadruple OG. See you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Talk to you. Later. Man, how awesome is that, David? You know, I know the roots run deep, you know, when you think back to where we started, right, with the lowrider community, like you talked about 50, 60 years ago. But, man, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. Jerry's a solid guy. And, uh, you know, it's, it's an honor to call him a friend and also, you know, be able to chop it up with him. Yeah, uh, you know, some, some deep history there, you know, because I'm originally from Southern California. I live up in Northern California now, but really honored to be able to, you know, attend some of these events with him and his crew. Got a great crew out there, Frisco's Finest, putting out some really nice rides. Um, so that's a good one. But uh, I'm not done there yet, Jason. Oh. I got another one for you. Oh, boy, let's do it, brother. All right. Hey, uh, Jason Ballard, let me introduce you. I'll let you introduce himself. Go ahead. Hey, what up, brother? It's Jesse, Lincoln Life. Hey, Jesse, man. You're always killing it, bro. Well, brother, you know, I'm just trying to do my thing, brother, and I appreciate the feedback that, that makes me feel uh, makes me feel good from you guys. You know what I'm saying? That you guys give me props for what I'm doing. Hey, man, we're just, let's be honest. We're just trying to catch up to you, man. You're out there hustling. You build some cool stuff. I know you've sold some stuff over the years. You build another one better. But you also got the F-100, too, man. You got it all on lock. Yeah, bro. You know, uh, when I started this uh, 
link in life. I, I call it link in life because if you have a link and you're gonna live that life and yes. you're gonna go through uh you can go through up and downs, bro. And sometimes some people get discouraged and some people, you know, the, the more they mess with them, the more they learn and some people just give up, you know, and um, I'm a fighter, bro. I, I love what I what I have in mind. And, and I say, you know what, even though it's trying to kill me and trying to put me down, as long as it doesn't kill me, I'm going to keep going. And that's pretty much what I always have in mind with these cars, with the Lincolns. You know, I love the cars. You know, that's what we work hard for. You'll be able to say, you know what, I have a dream, but I make my dream come through. I love it. You guys can follow Lincoln Life 65 on Instagram to see Jesse. The cool thing is your car is totally unique because it's that darker kind of gray color, but it's all blacked out bumpers and things like that with the Colorado custom wheels. Dude, the thing is sick, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Like I said, uh, I always start trying to be myself, bro. It's just myself. What what makes me feel good in my style? Some people, when I was building my car, they were like, oh, man, you're going to put red. Oh, man, those rings, all this. I go, you know what, bro? It's cool. You know, I I, I, I pretty much respect your, your your opinion, but at the end of the day, it's my car. Yes. You'll probably see, the, you'll see it when I'm done, and <laughs> you'll see it. You know what I'm saying? So real quick, Jesse and his and his brother George, these 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 cats, man, these guys are are hundred percent solid. Uh, you know, they always turn it out. Their vehicles are top notch. Always trying to to bend that curve, brother. Bend that curve as far as they can, and it shows in 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 every single car that I've ever seen them put out. Nothing but good quality work attention to detail and always something innovative and that's what we like about that is because in this industry they're bending the curve changing the perspective on what can be done and doing it and yeah. that's the difference i love it and jesse you are keep me honest you're a twin and like he was saying you know your brother and you are always out there running 100 miles an hour uh you know what as long as we have gas brother we're gonna keep going man and you know uh my brother is uh it's uh, it's my right hand, brother. You know what I mean. Without my brother, I I don't know where I will be. And shit. I will still try to fight and do whatever it takes. But I know my brother always push me when I'm down, and he always gives me that gas that I need to keep going 100 miles per hour, brother. Much love, man. I still got my Lincoln Life hat. I always wear it, and I appreciate you, brother. No, I appreciate you too, bro. You are you out there doing your thing, and, and, and you're trying to make this life, bro. You're trying to make it. Uh, out there and, and, and for people to know how how special the Lincoln Life world and the Lincoln Life family, we have it. Amazing. I'm so glad David patched you in, dude. I can't wait to fist bump with you next time. Hopefully I'm out in Killicali. Bro, whenever you're around, brother, you want to come in, uh, in, at least just come and have a, 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 a orange juice or a beer or whatever <laughs> you drink, bro. I mean, like I said, hey, let's, let's do it. For sure, man. Keep it 100, man. Hundred and twenty, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> Love it, man. Sounds good, brother. I appreciate it. Always good looking out, Jesse. Good to talk to you again, sir. Hey, it's Colton. I just want to give you props too, bro. Just like you give me props, I want to tell you for you know keeping in a hundred, bro, and keeping the group together. And at the end of the day, we're all family, bro. It's not no no color lines, nothing that is gonna keep us away. It's just about you having the Lincoln. Let's go. Let's ride, baby. That's it, brother. That's it. Hundred percent. Take Appreciate care. you, brother. You have a blessed day. You guys uh, continue to uh, do your thing. Thank you, brother. Thank you, sir, as well. Take care, guys. Man, how cool was that, David? Thank you so much for patching him in. I was wondering. I was like, man, is he going to bring in Jesse? And, you know, it's funny. Uh, Jesse and I have been following each other for a very long time. We always exchange a, you know, a pleasant comment here and there. But it is cool to be able to talk with him because his car is so unique. But like you said, and the theme of this episode is really is it's about the passion. 
Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, all these guys, you know, uh, you know, we're all different walks of life. You know what I mean? We all do something that, you know, maybe another one doesn't do, but yet when it comes back to the cars, you know, that's where it's at. Yeah, and you'd be hard-pressed to find someone that's that's going harder in the paint than him because he's constantly driving that car everywhere. And every time I've reshared his stuff, it gets so many views, so many likes, and that's not why I do it, but it's cool that he gets the props for out there hustling hard. Well, and, and, and that's the thing. If you take a look at his ride, you know what I mean? And, and what they do, they're, it's different. Yes. It's not the cookie. And, and, and that's where it's a plus at. And you know what? I, t- I tell you what. Talk about different and unique. Here we go. Oh, boy. Got one more action. Let's do it, man. While he's bringing them in, check out uh, Lincoln Addict on YouTube. It's free. Turn on the bell or tap the bell for the notifications uh, so you'll be notified when I post new videos. All right, so back to what we were saying, Jason, talking about different and unique. This cat right here, I'll let him introduce himself. This guy right here is solid, and his 63, once you hear the name, you'll know who it is. Yeah, go ahead. That's uh, all right. It's all right. It's uh, Most people know me on Facebook as uh, Greg Ori or Slab6363 Slab. Oh, yeah. I know so, you, brother. What's up, brother? Long time no here. <laughs> I like know, right? Yeah, I know. We just talked the other day about trucks, and I was wondering who Escalante was going to patch in. Dude, it was so cool. When I was out there last September, we got a chance to hang out, and I've been giving David props the whole time because, you know, a lot of you, a lot of these different crews, man, you guys are becoming tighter and tighter, and it's all about the numbers, and you guys are running hard out there. Yep, yep. Yeah. So it's, it's still suicide slabs, you know what I mean? Love of the cars. Yep, yep, exactly. And, I sometimes, you know, even as an outsider being on the East Coast, I look at what all the stuff that you guys got going on. And David has brought in some different kind of folks on this call. But or when I think of like what we talked about the other day, your car is even a little different, right? Because it's white. It's got the pillar delete, but it's got the black wheels with some of the black accents. You have also, David, right? Let's be honest. He's also kind of bucked a trend and done some cool stuff to his car. Yeah, so... Well, so for me, the the B pillar delete, the first car I ever seen, credit to David. Yes. So, uh, I believe it was seventeen when uh, out in your Belinda Regional Park we had the first uh, slab fest. So, David's car was stood out because it was two tone, which is very hard to do with these cars. Yep. Because of the way the the roof and the trunk go together, so not only did it stand out by the color. And the wheels, but he was the first car I ever seen with a B pillar delete. Ah, uh, yep. Not only that, it was the first car I had ever seen with the motor swaps. There may have been others out there be- before, sure. but for me personally, so that's where I got the inspiration for my B pillar delete. I, it opens it up; it just looks unique and, and cool. So credit to David for that. Awesome. Uh, much appreciated, Greg. Greg's car is so unique. I mean, when he when he came out with all the blacked out. Uh, stainless and then that white within the inlay and then the 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 black interior with the vinyl or, or the the inlay on the wood panels and then let's talk about his air system right yep. i know he's going through some changes right now with his air system the only cat that i know and that i've known to run what do you what, what were nitrogen. you running nitrogen yeah that's nitrogen a- tanks Yep. That's a throw throwback to the old school SoCal mini truck days, Southern yes. California Mini Truck Council. Yeah, there you go, man. I mean, yeah, you're you're right, Escalante. It's like it's so unique. 
and the cool thing was he and I, you know, we, Greg and I, we, we had connected over like mini trucks and like some BMX bikes and we're like all into the same stuff. But when you were talking about two-tone as well, it made me think of when I was out there last year, I think I met one of you guys' crew members, Jason, and uh, he's yeah. got the 65 and that thing was yeah. awesome. The black and orange top. Yep. Yep. And I couldn't yep. forget his name because he has the same name as me. So I was like, all right, I ain't going to forget this, man. <laughs> and then lastly, I do want to mention Link Dog. We got a chance to really uh, ride out and do that guy's a rider. Plus, long story. That's I'm my brother. Pack- yeah, and that's what I thought. I'm a Packers fan, so we really connected. Yeah, yeah, Eli. So my brother's car, in my opinion, I get a lot of uh, – mine's flashy, I guess, or it's unique, so it draws a lot of attention. But my brother's uh, 63, in my opinion, and not just because he's my brother, is the cleanest – 63 because it's all original the only thing he did was his interior is all original the only thing he did was he had the inserts of a seat with black and that's it but if you look at if you look at the details of his car the way his trim lines up the way his bumpers line up just everything is just in perfect condition yeah i love it man you guys are you guys are killing it, and I'm telling you, like I told David earlier, seeing all of these cars together, even just on videos and like the Temecula Rod Run, it's really mind-blowing. And I'm telling you, I always look in the background to see the people like as their heads swing around like on a swivel. And it's just the amount of attention that you guys get is awesome because people love these cars. But like David said earlier, getting 50-plus cars together, there hasn't been that many together since the damn assembly line, like David said earlier. Yeah. And and the cool thing is it's it's the love of the cars. It's you know, you know, people from Inland Empire, people from Northern California, people from Southern California, people from Arizona, it's uh Texas, you know, all over. Some people don't even bring their cars, they fly out just for the uh to hang out. So it, it's it's the people as well as the cars. The cars are unique and what you'll what I find is if you start talking to the people that own them, they have a little bit of a uniqueness to them too. So, you know, the, the people are all, all, uh, all solid people, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, I'll tell you this. My last thought is I'm hoping to be back out there in September. I carved out a couple days to go do some pop culture stuff last September. Uh, but cruising for a cure, I had such a good time. All, all I can say is damn, it was hot and I'm from Florida. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll still have, the white 63 by that time i'm working on something new and this one might be up for sale but uh maybe it'll still be around maybe it won't be maybe someone else will be driving i can't wait to slap hands with you again man i appreciate you coming on anytime brother thanks for the invite david as yeah, always sure. my brother it's a pleasure it's a pleasure always greg keep it hustle brother we always love seeing you out there tell link dog right, to man, what to work, up. i go late for sure brother you guys have a good one thank you Dude, Escalante, I think I want to have you on every episode because when you first pitched and said, hey, we're going to do this, I was thinking, man, like, how is this going to go? But, man, you're making my job easy. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's all about the community, brother. We help each other out. You know what I mean, Jason? You're pumping this thing. You know, I know you got some support over there in Florida, but, you know, we all have our normal day and our normal life, uh, you know, and it's when we have to make things, when it's when things like this come together that really make us enjoy what we do and either what we do full time like myself now or, you know, when we have the spare time after our normal day job, you know, I, you know, I, I've been building cars since, since I was, you know, before I was, before I was 16, but 
you know, my pro- my professional ca- career is completely different. That's what I thought. Because uh, you're kind of retired, right? So, sort of? Yeah. So I'm a 100% engineering background. I'm a senior uh, bridge inspector, tunnel inspector, and railroad uh, FRA certified. Wow. For doing everything in the transportation authority. Anything to do with horizontal or vertical structural is what my background is. Wow. So that's why jumping into something like this the mechanics of it was just a no-brainer i've already been working on cars forever instead of rushing home to build a car i have seven days a week to build a car i love it so it allows me a little more free time and flexibility to focus on what really holds my heart and that's keeping these classics alive yeah, amazing. I wanted to, I want to ask you this, and I don't know how you know we got a little bit more time, I think. But I, when you talk about NorCal, when I was over on the West Coast last year, I got to meet different people, and some guys were like, "Yeah, I live up in such and such." Um, I watched this show on Discover or on uh, Motor Trend one time, and it was talking about uh, they did like archaeology of cars. But you'll remember the fires that happened a few years ago. How far in perspective is that from where you're at? So. In reality, it's, it's not very far at all. So when I moved up here, and hence one of the reasons why I moved up here, was the state of emergency for the infrastructure, transportation infrastructure uh-huh. that had taken place. So where I'm at, I'm in Sonoma County, and the fires were pretty much all throughout our perimeter. So when we moved up, we actually couldn't even find a place to rent because of all the locals that had been displaced that had taken up and absorbed all the rentals that were on the market. It's just crazy. And the, yeah, and I've just heard so many stories. And the place was called like Campfire, I think, is the almost like Ground Zero. Well, there was a couple. So there was, you know, a, a really established fire. The, the ones that will ring, you know, ring the bells were the Paradise, Paradise Fire. Paradise, that's tub- right. Yeah, the Tubbs Fire. And then, you know, we had a few other and, you know, different surrounding areas that really, really, really burnt down a lot of stuff. You know, we we know a lot of people out here that lost, you know, their, their whole fleet. You know, we're talking about, you know, whiteheads that have been in hot rodding since, you know, the, the early 60s that were 70, 80 that had, you know, 10 cars that were all pristine, anything from a Model A all the way up to, you know, a, a Continental of the 60s, rat rods to hot rods to classics and just burnt to the ground. Yeah, it's really sad. There was a, there was a, there's a show on Motor Trend, and I forget again, they kind of do archaeology and these stories, and they did a whole episode on the fires. And you had people that were like trying to push their cars because a lot of people started running out of fuel, you know, with the traffic jams. And, um, there's a guy I follow on YouTube, Practical Engineering. He's got over 3 million subscribers. He's got a really cool channel. He kind of had explained how I think the campfire cause was like a failure of a worn piece of the Pacific gas and electric equipment on a transmission tower. And like it's crazy how that stuff can happen, but with it being so dry, it's just any little thing can spark those fires. And you know, I'm sure you and I are on the same page. It hurts our heart to hear of like the hot rods and things like that that are burned because the stuff you can't get back. But thankfully, you know, uh, the warnings are getting better and better where people aren't losing their lives as much. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the life and limb is obviously most important, right? You know, get your family out, get your pets out, get your documents out. But you know, like with anything that we build or take pride in, right? You have time, blood, sweat, and tears into these things. 
And, you know, to be honest, no man or no man in his right mind ever really wants to know what he really put into one of those vehicles as far sure. as cost. You know what I mean? Just because throughout the years, it all adds up. And, and to lose such things, as well as the life, the memories, the childhood memories, mm. your kids' memories, is just really devastating. And, and you know, we've been up here now going on, I want to say maybe going on five years and we're really starting to see it turn around again. So, you know, we hope for the best. We hope that the infrastructure that has caused some of these these uh, horrific events is getting themselves in line. And, and you know, uh, and unfortunate, sometimes things happen. But as long as the loss of life and, and everyone can move forward from it, that's the key factor, right? To have a to have a problem is one thing, but how you come out of that problem and strive ahead is another, right? Yeah, and, and that's what we like to do. And this community up here is is really strong, you know. So everyone really pulled together. Um, I know that we participated in a few of the um, Red Cross events to help bring you know the families back together to have closure. Yeah, it's amazing. And when you think about different parts of the country, especially California with earthquakes, the fires, and then, you know, some of our truck guys up in the Orville area, you know, the flooding that they had to deal with and things like that. It's it's crazy. You don't think about it, but certainly uh, that's cool that you guys helped raise some funds, you know, with some of those events because, you know, it can be very devastating. Something I wanted to mention was uh, a lot of the guys that you brought on, I had followed them or been following them on Instagram. And I would tell people, if you know if you're new um, to this podcast and you aren't on Instagram, you know Instagram is a great community. I've met a lot of people on there, and when I flow when I fly out to California and hang out with these guys, it feels like I kind of know them. And David, I wanted to ask, like, did you want to give out? Um, I know you got an Instagram or two. Uh, did you want to kind of shout those out in case anybody wants to follow you? Yeah. So um, on my on my personal, so my personal one is DB. E-S-C-A-L-A-N-T-E. And that's just on Instagram. I think I got a picture of my my 63 uh, as the as the, uh, the the cover photo there. But I have 63, and that's spelled C-I-X, the number three, and then the word continental. And then I have 62 spelled c-i-x-2 continental yep those are a couple of mine but if you go to my main page you'll you'll find me there and you'll find all my other ones and then obviously of course i have the continental collective on there that is my business where i also uh have a bunch of stuff that i've done throughout the years of uh clients cars now some of the clients i deal with they're they're really kind of high profile so i'm not able to post a lot of their stuff um they kind of like to fly under the radar but as i stated earlier we do everything here from from a brake job to steering column adjustments to swap outs v8 conversions air ride suspension from one extreme to the next we try to get it covered here yeah, it's pretty awesome. One, a uh, couple more things I got for you, then I'll let you go. Uh, about last October, you had posted a very cool photo, and I had to save it. Highest elevation yet. You had traveled in the the vert up in over seven thousand 
elevation to rest at, you know, you're about 4,800, 4,900, but it's pretty cool. You were part, you had the car right there nestled between all of the beautiful trees up there. Yeah, that was a special event. That was for one of my good friends, uh, for their wedding. We were, um, we were honored enough to be the, the send off vehicle for that. And that was nuzzled up there. Oh, I want to say Panole or somewhere up by Tahoe. And uh, what a beautiful setting and a beautiful event we were able to take part in. But yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things, right? Giving back. It's the community giving back. And uh, we've done a handful of send-off uh, weddings. And we've also done homecomings, prom queens, different events. And it's always just to give back because, you know, these things are so unique. Things is in the Continentals are so unique and uh allow other people to share in that experience is, is something that we really like to do here at the Continental Collective. Man, so cool, dude. Uh, David Escalante, uh, I remember the first time I met you there over in, uh, we were in Woodland, Woodland, California, or Woodland Hills. Woodland Hills, I think, is L.A. I get them mixed up. Yeah, Woodland Hills is L.A. Woodland, California is where we met up for that uh, C-10 intervention. And, uh, yes, you're correct. It was about a two-hour drive. Yeah, it, man, it was uh, awesome. When you showed up, I was like, yeah. man, this guy's a rider right here. Yeah, definitely. It was a pleasure to have met you then and, and you know, to, to chop it up, you know, and, and to be outside of the Lincoln community and still be able to, you know, pay respect to the different lifestyle of the C-10s, right? Because, I mean, who doesn't love a pickup, right? Yeah, for sure. And the cool thing was you had the only Lincoln around that day, so that was awesome. But certainly... I tell you what, man, that's the one thing I'll, in kind of my mind in closing is, you know, in the truck community, 25 plus, you know, been in the Lincolns a long time, but the community, like we've said, reinforcing throughout this uh, podcast is so important because, you know, to be able to go to California and slap hands and then be like, yo, jump in the car. Yep. Let's cruise over here. Yeah. Let's get a bite to eat. You know, all of that stuff isn't possible without, you know, the network that we have, right? And many of us meet through Instagram, social media and stuff. But to be able to go out there to California and slap hands and just have a good time, dude, I appreciate, uh, you know, the the hospitality, if you will. Yeah, definitely. You know, and anytime you come out, you know, you're always welcome here with us at the Continental Collective. And you're always welcome with any one of our chapters with the Suicide Kings, I, I think you understand that we are open door policy. Sure. Brother. You guys want to come in, hang out. You're more than welcome. We we do walk a line of respect and we expect our members to do the same because it's really about respect as the individuals and the other people's property. Other than that, we're all a bunch of good people just trying to enjoy the life that we live and spend some quality time with those with like minds. So it's always a pleasure. And uh, next time you're around, sounds like you might be making a trip out soon. Hopefully, we'll be able to do it again. Yeah, and chop it up. Before I ask if you got anything else, um, you want to give a shout out to the fam again, the wife, the kids? Yeah, always. Much love to my to my close ones. I try to keep my personal life a little bit isolated, sure. uh, salute, uh, you know, private. But um, my ladies, uh, meaning my my daughters and my fiance, much love and respect. Uh, you know those. Those two girls of mine, they're 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 uh, they're wrench heads themselves, you know, out there working with on cars at a very young age. And the other day, uh, my fiance was looking at stuff, and I'm like, "What are you looking at? Dirty stuff?" And she said, "Yeah." And she pulls out a picture, and it was a '64 convertible yeah. Continental. Yeah, buddy. So you know, it's, 
it's it's all in the lifestyle. So uh, much love to anybody I know and within the industry. Keep pushing, keep pumping forward. And uh, this is a lifestyle. It's what we choose to do. Yeah, D uh, D B Escalante, as he spelled out earlier on Instagram, you'll be able to see in the bio uh, his other Instagram accounts if you want to give him a follow or at least check him out. And, of course, huge shout-out to Suicide Kings. They've got a couple, Suicide Kings CC, Suicide Kings LA, and then the NorCal. Uh, you guys can follow those pages. Uh, and then also I wanted to give a shout-out, Escalante, um, and I may have missed this, and if I did, I apologize. I didn't realize you guys were hitting the pavement on YouTube. Uh, a good buddy of mine um, who I had on the last episode had messaged me and said, hey, have you seen this video? And whoever edited that one for the Suicide Kings YouTube channel did a fantastic job. So I would tell people to check you guys out there as well. Oh, 100%. Let's not forget the club brothers and sisters, right? So so um, SKLA, we have uh, Mr. Jim Webb. He's out there holding second in command with Carlos Morales with the LA chapter. Their son, uh, Jim's son and Michelle's son, Mason, is, I believe he just graduated. This kid is off the hook with these videos, with the the dialogue and with the interchange with the music and the selection um, really, really stepping it up. And his creative mind is definitely shown throughout the work that he produces. And he is on his own uh, adventure in life with following his passion in uh, videos and directing and movies and small the small films. So Check him out. Um, I don't have an accurate address for him, but we can definitely get that to you guys so that when this airs, you you can you can give him the props. But that's Mason Webb. Yeah, so awesome. And I know you know, like you said, the 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 club has a lot of great people. Uh, I got a chance to meet some of them out there in California. And I tell you what, it was hot at Cruising for a Cure. It was one of the most well organized car shows I've been to in my entire life. We got there super early, and I hope to be back out there at OC Fair this year and slap hands with even more of you guys. But, um, David, I think that's all I got unless unless we missed anything. You know, I, I might have one more trick up the sleeve here. Ooh, Let me I like see. it. I like it. Dude, and this, this is, is because of this is all about the community, and there's not one more individual than the other that is more appreciated. But I'll tell you what, this gentleman is uh, – is actually from NorCal and also from Southern California. Let me see if I can get him on the line. Oh, snap. All right. Extra special treat here for everyone. Again, make sure you follow us on YouTube. I'll be posting more videos and producing more. And I can't thank David Escalante enough for helping produce this episode. SKLA, NorCal, California IA. All right. So, Jason, you there? Yes, sir. All right. So, so as we were talking, Jason, you know, this community is just so vast with all the different personality types and, and everyone that comes together, but, you know, collectively we make up this community, which is known as the continental community, as I like to say. And, you know, there's several influences all the way around, but this man right here, um, you know, he's been a big part pushing, pushing some of his products and being known in this industry. And I'll let him introduce himself. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Ali here. Hey, Ali. What's up, man? Jason Ballard? Yes, sir. Dude, this is awesome, man. Hey, 
I'm recording with Escalante. I, I recognize your voice. <laughs> yeah, and he patched he patched you in. And what's cool is I got a chance to meet you last September, dude. And I got to give you I got to give you credit, man. I've I've mentioned you in some of my YouTube videos. The cars you build and kind of what you're doing with your brand is second to none. Oh, I don't know about that. I appreciate it. I just do my best and uh, see what happens. Well, I got to give you credit too on this. Is you know last year you you know um, with. I think it was might have been even in January, you know, with your one car, you had kind of broke it down and you said, hey, when it went across the block, it didn't get as much time as some of the other guys. But you you kind of had the tenacity to go, you know what? I saw a couple comments and you said, hey, it is what it is. I'm moving ahead, you know, and I was like, wow, that really reinforces your character. I'm a type of guy like most of us, like we don't want to lose any money here. And we all know that you build cool stuff. But I tell you what, um, I think your future is going to be bright, man, as far as your next build. I appreciate it. Can you give us, uh, since we got you on, can you give us any kind of sneak peek of what you're, what, what you could have in the works for the next one? Absolutely. So I've done relatively well at Barrett. Uh, both cars that I've done were, you know, you know, I hate to use the word high end, but you know, they were very well built uh, LS based uh, uh, cars. The the blue one I did last year that had a crate LS three in there with all Holly, you know, performance stuff. Um, the one I took this year, the blue one, that was uh, an LSX, which is pretty much an LS3 on steroids with forged right. internals. I had about 30 grand more in the blue car than I did in the white car. Unfortunately, it did about 25 grand less. But um, as you know, with Barrett, there's no rhyme or reason. It's just a strict, it's just nothing but a, a, a straight crapshoot gamble, right? Um, so just because you spend more money on a car doesn't necessarily mean it's going to do better. Um, you just, you know, put out the best product you can and hope for the best. However, the, uh, the car that beat me last year, um, and the car that beat me this year, they both had coyotes in there. So, um, and they were, uh, well, the car this year was black. I've always veered away from black cars just due to the fact that, um, you know, everybody wants a triple black Lincoln, right? But I figured there's 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 also a really big niche that wants a Lincoln that's not black. Yep. That's why last year I did the Tesla Pearl white Lincoln. This year I did the Maserati blue Lincoln. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and this might sound kind of silly, but for me, it's not all about the money. I'm a very competitive guy. And, you know, I, I, I definitely would would love to walk out of Barrett one year saying, hey, I had the best Lincoln that did the best out of Barrett. That's just my competitive angle on it. And uh, I fell second place two years. I fell second place two years in a row. So um, next uh, next year, at Barrett uh, 2024, I am doing a triple block 64 supercharged coyote. Wow. I'm going all in. Amazing, man. Yeah, so you hear it first here. Uh, if you, some of you guys have found the podcast, if you're looking to get in with a high end build, turnkey, I guess you can say now push button, right? Not turnkey, but, you know, push button car that you can get in and cruise. I've seen the stuff that Ollie's done. And when I broke down the Barrett Jackson sales this year on YouTube, I gave Ollie all the credit. I mean, that car was a nice one. But to your point, um, you got to kind of follow the trends a little bit and you got to feel like, you know, hey, that you're at least walking away, that you can feed your family and be able to feed the next build. Yeah, when I'm at when I'm at Barrett, because, you know, um, every year at Barrett, I sit there for all 10 days, 12 hours a day next to the car answering questions. I got to try to get as many that car as possible, answer as many questions as I can so bidders feel comfortable bidding on a car. And I would say every hour, 
every two hours, someone would walk by and say, hey, why don't you put a coyote in this car? And I'd have to do my dog and pony show on why I put an LS in there for all my reasons, right? Right. But this year, but if I did a coyote in a Lincoln, I don't think a single person would walk by and say, <laughs> hey, why don't you put an LS in here? There you go. Right? There you go. So, so you know, this year, no expense spared, full throttle. You know, everybody wants a triple black Lincoln. Everybody, you know, wants a coyote or a Ford motor in their car. And I'm not only going to give them that. It's going to be supercharged. It's going to have the sexiest engine bay on the planet. It's going to have my factory interior I put in, my wheels. And uh, if, if I don't uh, do as well as I hope, then uh, maybe I'll uh, rethink my business model. You, you'll start building Chevettes or something from the 80s that Dave and I <laughs> joked about earlier. The, one, some of the worst design uh, times in you know Detroit. But we, we probably should reinforce before we let you go that um, for those that don't know, Ali just mentioned his wheels, and that's Isotope Wheels. And I know that you've really worked hard to build that brand. So congrats, you know, on ki- continuing to push forward. I appreciate forward. that. Yep. yep. Yeah. So I, I, I wanted to. Um, obviously, we all know we in the Lincoln community, we know who Ali is. But you know, Ali, uh, Jason, and I were talking earlier about the Temecula Rod Run, and you know, the group of cars and stuff that we were able to to get together and. And I, I kind of expressed, you know, how hard it is to do something like that. But, you know, coming from me is one thing. And, you know, coming from, you know, an outside party is always is is always another take on it. And you were down there at the Temecula Rod Run and experienced that with us all. And how, how did you feel that vibe went? I think it went uh, extremely well. So the history behind that is, you know, I think there's no surprise you know, the, the, the largest Lincoln market is Southern California. You know, if I had a guess, we probably have down near 150, 200 Lincolns, you know, stretching from San Diego to, you know, uh, Los Angeles. And, you know, when Facebook and Suicide Slabs first kind of emerged as kind of a gathering ground for the Lincoln community, I want to say, what, seven, eight years ago, maybe, um, you know, that was kind of driving you know, most of the traffic when it came to the Lincoln community and meeting up and whatnot. But as the uh, as Suicide Slabs kind of linked, you know, Lincoln owners together, um, people wanted to kind of go in different directions. And, you know, the, the Suicide Kings and the Raddies and, you know, Lincoln life. So, you know, the, the Lincoln community kind of got segregated, segregated over the years. Um, and, uh, and I won't go into the various reasons sure. that happened. But, you know, there's been numerous attempts to um, get all these various Lincoln organizations together that, you know, to some point had some success. But, um, you know, uh, Dave kind of pulled something off that I haven't seen in a long time is to be able to kind of get all the chiefs amongst the Lincoln communities together and, you know, put together a showing of uh, 60 plus Lincolns. Um, you know, again, I go to all the shows, small shows, big shows. I'm in Long Beach, so I'm close to all the OC guys, all the Inland Empire guys, all the LA guys. And, you know, any given weekend or at least two, three weekends out of the month, there's always some sort of Lincoln something somewhere pulling between, you know, eight to 15 cars, maybe. But, you know, to see 60 links, 60 plus, I think it was like 62 or something like that. You know, to see that we haven't seen that in seven, eight years and uh, just want to give my hats off to Dave because uh, it's been attempted many times by by various people, and uh, for whatever reason, uh, success wasn't um, you know achieved on that level. But um, you know, kind of like an outsider, I'm not calling Dave an outsider, but you know, for someone not 
you know, being in Southern Cal, although Dave, I think, you know, you're from Southern Cal, but you don't live here. Um, for you to be able to pull off what you did being four or 500 miles away, my hat's off to you. Oh, well, I appreciate that, Ali. And, you know, like we said before, and, you know, Jason and I touched on this, it's really just the community that really came together, you know, with, with the multiple leaders, for lack of terms, and in the different groups that really made this thing a success. And just like yourself, you know, you were able to come out and join us and, um, and it was just everything. Timing was, was, was key. And I think it was a big success on by all parts, you know, for us all. I mean, you know, we even had the, uh, Richard flew out from Texas to join us. And, yeah, I uh, saw that. So we had, we had members from, from Pennsylvania that flew out to join the event. Um, so it was really just a, a good mixing and melting pot, uh, for the community. And I think ultimately, you know, besides the products that all tie us together in this industry, it's the camaraderie and the experience that we have together with good memories that really lock us all down. And, and don't forget my Arizona guys. Those guys are my best buds. Uh, Cedric Benskowski, Lee Avila, Dave Cabana, Jimmy Lincoln. You know, those guys brought Sue Lincolns out from the from the desert. So, uh, you yeah, know, I'm glad they drove them too, right? Uh, Cedric drove his. He's a trooper. Um, and Jimmy Lincoln, uh, trailered his nice. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, hats off to everybody. I'm, I'm sure that we'd love to name, uh, name them all. Um, but everybody that was out there, we greatly appreciated it. You all know who you were and, uh, you know, let's just keep them moving forward. That's what, we, that's what it's about. Yeah. We're going to get Jimmy Lincoln on possibly next, but Ali, before we let you go, give a shout out for your Instagram. Oh yeah. My Instagram is, uh, Isotope Motors. Um, all the cars you're going to see on there either have, uh, my wheels on there or my interiors on there, um, or something isotope. So, you know, I've, I've kind of built this, uh, I mean, I guess it's a brand, right? I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty humble guy, so I'm, I'm trying to make myself not bigger than what I really am. Sure. But you know, with, you know, I did the wheels because of necessity back when I started the wheel project, uh, there was only one company making them EVOD, who I think is the best of the best. You know, you know, you know, nobody does it better than Evod, but they're ten, twelve thousand dollars a set, which you know is just unobtainable to me and maybe a lot of out, uh, a lot of people out there. You know, um, so again, I'm not going to go into the background of all sure. this, but you know, I, so I did the wheels because of necessity, and then I'm a big audio guy, um, and so you know, Lincolns are pretty limited on what you can do with audio. So that's where the um, door panels kind of emerged from. Sure. You know, I, I like building things that look like. It came out of the Lincoln factory 60 years ago. So for someone that doesn't know anything about Lincolns and they see one of my Lincolns, they're going to think like that door panel came out of Lincoln that way because it, it's, it's true to the era. Right. Um, and then the seats. Right. That actually kind of goes back to my wife. You know, she's kind of chicken. She doesn't like driving in a Lincoln without a seatbelt. We all know lap belts are kind of, you know, useless. So I had to come up with a design to get a shoulder belt in a seat in a convertible not easy to do so i figured that out and so i have my seats which kind of adds to my portfolio so between my wheels my seats my door panels you know it's just everything i've done um oh my my, my latest is uh my floor mats i haven't really released that yet but the reason i did that is because lloyd mats who was kind of the only player in town making floor mats with custom lincoln logos you know they stopped making them so um, I just started a line of floor mats, which will be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Um, so everything I do is based strictly off necessity because 
if I can just buy something at an affordable price, I wouldn't spend tens and thousands of dollars engineering it. Sure. I get it. I definitely get it. Well, Ali, dude, it was great meeting you last year in September. I hope to see you again this year. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to make it out. And, and David, thanks for patching him in. Yeah, definitely, Ali. Always a pleasure. And, you know, can't instill it enough. This guy's is the creative cutting edge on a lot of these new designs that are coming out on top of the wheels, the door panels, and everything else he's pushing. Keep your eyes open. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Yes, sir. Take care, Ali. Yeah, it's all good. I tell you what, man, it's just been it's been a pleasure. And I tell you, I'm trying to get a little rhythm here on producing, um, you know, one every couple weeks of the Lincoln County podcast and to be able to have you on episode 31, dude, it's really an honor. And I tell you, I had such a good time out there. I'm going to dig back up some of those videos and reshare those um, from when we were cruising out there. And I tell you what, man, with the sunshine, the palm trees, the vert, I mean, you really laid down the red carpet might have only been a few hours that we hung out, but you treated me like family, and I can't thank you enough. Oh, of course. Uh, you know, Jason, like I said, uh, we appreciate it. You know, the the fact that we were able to meet up is, is always a good time, um, and I'd like to say the same. You know, you introduced me to a couple of the big players there in that trucking industry, you know, guys that you do work with, uh, and, and that's what it's about, right? It's about the passion. Yeah, 1,000% to you, your fiancé, and your, your children out there. Keep doing what you do, and I do help, I do hope to make it to NorCal again. Uh, I'd love to come slap hands up in your neck of the woods, but if, even if I'm down at OC Fair or whatever it is, uh, I'll make sure that uh, come by and say what up, brother. Yeah, definitely, and uh, I believe the next one, the Suicide Kings, we're all going to be pushing. We're going to be pushing for uh, the uh, Cruising for a Cure again. So come here September Check out the Instagrams. Check out the Facebooks. We're going to try to get ourselves together back with the the normal suspects, right? The unusual but normal suspects <laughs> in the community yeah. so that we can all get together. And that will be uh, hopefully another good event. Uh, we always have a good time, and it's always a good showing. I can't thank you enough. D.B. Escalante on Instagram. Again, check out their other his other um, uh, profiles and Suicide Kings. If you type that in, you're going to see they have those couple that I mentioned, David, thank you so much, brother. You blew my mind, man. Ah, oh, we appreciate it. And from, from my household to yours, uh, you know, wish you nothing but the best in life and hope these times pass through quickly for you. Uh, thank as you. far as me, shop, you know, the continental collective, we're always here for you. Uh, if you ever need a call, you need advice, or you want to try something new, we're willing to try things out and, uh, explore those, those new builds with you. Uh, our doors are open for all kinds of questions. And then last but not least, the Suicide Kings, 1961 through 1969, Lincoln Continental Exclusive Car Club, been established since 2015. It's the only Lincoln Continental Car Club. Much love, Jason. Appreciate your time, sir. Stay on the rise, Escalante. Always. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir.